0: Hello and welcome to the Law School Crucible. I'm Matt Marino, here with Marie Faircloth. Hi everyone. And Michelle Aguilar.
1: Hi everyone.
0: All right, let's get started. Welcome back guys. We hope you're enjoying the pod so far. Uh, we have some pretty exciting things to come and guests, I would say. So definitely stay tuned for that. As always, if there are any suggestions, please reach out to us. We, we'd love to hear from you guys, whether it's positive or negative. You know, we're doing this for you guys to provide good insights, So definitely let us know if you have anything. But yeah, today we're um, going to talk about networking. This is uh, quite the topic in the professional field, I would say. So yeah, Cam, I will open up the conversation with you to get started.
2: Um, So I've found out like growing up, I always considered myself an introvert and that I would suck at networking. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I came to law school and realized like, I'm actually pretty good at this. It's not too bad. And I have done like a lot of freelancing, um, like interviewing an undergrad. And so, you know, I'm used to just kind of like cold emailing and kind of pitching to people like who I am and what I'm working on or whatever. And I just never it never occurred to me like, oh, those skills I can transfer over into law school to get informational interviews um, and meet new lawyers and other law students. And I've just been, you know, using that to my advantage. And it's networking. I have a love hate relationship with it because it can feel very like uncomfortable and organic at times. But I think that depends on your approach and how you're kind of um pitching yourself to people basically i have had a couple of not so great encounters but by far it's all been like really positive and for me i feel like the best place to start networking and i know what y- y'all know what i'm about to say is linkedin is like the platform to be if you want to network as a professional um in my opinion
0: yeah michelle what are you thinking
1: So I think it's really difficult to network as a law student because we have such heavy course loads. I think that a lot of the network goes on happens pretty organically. So I feel like a lot of our professors because they're experts in their fields have friends from either law school or from their previous work experience that are potential networking opportunities. So, um, to give you guys an example, like, um, last year during the minorities in the profession, um, sort of like timeline, which is like a summer associate program, um, professor Etheridge was running that for us. And she invited a bunch of her previous, I guess, coworkers, but also classmates from law school who were at large firms or at. Corporate, for corporate entities to interview us and practice with us. And those small interactions where they actually interviewed us were really helpful because they ended up being um, people that we might end up encountering in the future. And it was a networking opportunity, although it was like something that was planned through a professor, just because you're not going out and like cold calling people doesn't mean that you're not networking. So even like the smallest interactions with your classmates too can be seen as networking, like people always tell us, but you're having relationships with your classmates are networking opportunities. And I really agree because one day I'm gonna someone's gonna ask me, do you know someone that can do this copyright or trademark situation for me? And I'm gonna be like, oh, Kimber Marie off the top of my head, you know? So in my way. <laughs>
0: It's weird to think about your classmates as like colleagues in that regard because like you're so used, at least I'm used to like just in school, like the people you like interact with, like you, you talk to them just about things not school. But like once you're in a professional program like law school, I think, you know, everyone's kind of here for different reasons, but all for, a, all for like a very similar goal. And so I think you have to try to look at all your classmates as colleagues. And I, that that was kind of weird for me, honestly, just because like. I don't feel like a clock colleague yet. Like I'm, I'm still a student. You know, like I, I don't know. I so yeah. that was, that was always really weird for me.
2: Yeah, it's very odd to have that uh, role switch happen. Like we're in a professional program, and that it's honestly, like that. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't hit me. I think until maybe like this year, you know, like we started last year, fall of last year was the beginning of 1L for us. And now we're, you know, beginning of 2L. Um, But it wasn't until this summer when I really started like dialing in on, okay, let me meet new people, put myself out there more that I realized like, oh, wow, this program is a lot different than other like academic programs. You know, it's just different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I mean, I've honestly like, I've always considered myself a pretty extroverted person, but I find networking very hard because it feels, it feels very forced because like, it it feels like you're almost like reaching out to people to kind of like either do something for yourself or benefit them. But like, that's, that's where I messed up at the beginning because like, that's completely the wrong approach. Like you have to like, kind of how, you know, they both just talked about, it, it has to be more organic in that way, rather than like, you know, reaching out because like you want an internship or reaching out because, you know, you want something from them. You have It has to be just like something organic. You have to find some kind of like common ground to connect and doing it that way, it feels a lot more like real because mm-hmm. it's, you're not just like, you know, doing something for something else that you want. It, it, it's much more of a real relationship in that regard. And so I think that's something that's very important with networking is you have to try to do it in a way that, it's just, it's more natural, you know?
2: Yeah, And I I think there is like a fine line to it. Cause I actually posted on LinkedIn one day, I was like asking other lawyers, you know, how do you make networking (laughs) as a law student feel more organic? Because we don't have like a lot to offer in terms of services that Mm -hmm. we can like return in favor um, to these lawyers that are giving us their time. And I was a little surprised by a lot of their responses a lot of them said look we know you're law students we've been there we've done that like we're if we agree to an informational interview don't feel bad because we are saying like we are agreeing to it and we know that you're a law student and you don't have a lot to I mean you actually have a lot to we have a lot to offer of, of course, but it just may not be in the same sense of like, oh, you know, now I know who you are. I can like send over clients your way. Like, obviously we're years away from being able to do that kind of stuff. Um, but that was something that shocked me. And so I think something I've learned in terms of making networking more organic is like, obviously right out of the gate, you don't want to be like, hey, give me that internship that's posted on your firm's website. But what you do want to do is say, you know, pitch yourself, I'm in law school, I'm interested in this, we have this in common, I would love to hear about your legal journey and ask you a few questions on a, insert specific subject here. So it feels like a productive conversation.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I I actually saw a funny uh, meme on Twitter the other day. It was like, um, guys make one friend in middle school and then they're good for the rest of their life. And, like, that is so true. Like, my, I've had the same friends for, like, so long. So, like, when I, like, interact with people, like, I just don't even think about it. Like, that, like, oh, I'm trying to, like, expand my network. But, like, networking, you have to do that because you have to kind of create that foundation for yourself in order to be successful. Because I think, you know, one of the hardest pillows for me to swallow is, like, before I came into law school, I was like, oh, like, you know, law school's is going to teach me everything. I'm going to be fine. But, like, it teaches you how to take the bar and how to pass the bar. It does not teach you. So Mm -hmm. many other things that are so crucial to, you know, being a successful attorney, like soft skills, networking, your ability to talk, to communicate. And so I think that was kind of a harder pill for me to swallow. And I needed to like kind of change my mindset and kind of treat law school as like, you know, making sure I can pass this bar exam, but also improving myself in other ways.
1: Yeah, I agree, Matt. It's kind of hard. I'm like a similar type of extrovert where I'm much more comfortable with people that I know. And so the idea of like going up to somebody for sort of a means to an end is scary to me because I feel like as a stranger, they don't owe me any type of favor, but there have also been mentors and leaders that have previously told me like people love to talk about themselves. So the more questions you ask about this person and how they got to their current position, like the more you're fostering a relationship with that person and a connection with them, like you really want to learn about their path. And so kind of like changing the perspective of how you look at networking, at least for me is helpful because I don't want to see it as me asking people for favors or asking people to do me a solid. I want to also sort of like underlined to them that they're important and their perspective was useful to me. And it benefited me as a student that is first generation, doesn't kind of know the way.
2: And I feel like that's what really makes the difference is like, if you can express in your email or phone call, or like if you're in standing in front of them in person, you know, making it clear, like, I want to learn from you. Like, that is why I am speaking with you that makes all the difference. And like the more specific you can be, the better. Like if there's an IP attorney, you want like, Hey, you specialize in copyright. I love copyright. I just want to know what your day-to-day is like. Do mm-hmm. you have 15 minutes to chat with me? It can be as simple as that. Um, And I, I will say there is another, I feel like it's a different type of networking, but something that I've done in the past that I feel like if you do it respectfully, it comes off well. If you have applied for like an internship or some sort of opportunity, finding the recruiter that reads that application or is in that area, that office, whatever, that field, um, finding them on LinkedIn and like reaching out to them and saying, hi, my name is Kimber Marie. I just applied for this position. I would love to connect and just re-express my excitement for applying for this. Short and sweet. I'm not asking them to give it to me. I'm not asking them to even give me an interview. I'm just saying, I want to connect so you can see that I am excited to be applying and I am like trying hard. Um, And that has always, even if it didn't ultimately end up in working out, I got a new connection. They were really nice. They said, either, you know, we're not hiring anymore or whatever but it ended well, like at the end of the day, I still have that extra person. It was a good exchange and I tried, you know, like that's all you can do.
0: Yeah. And to jump off that, I, um, it, it can be very frustrating because it is all a numbers game. And like, there's going to be a lot more people that don't answer or maybe not even work out than people that actually, you know, get back to you and that kind of thing. And like, that can be very demoralizing and like, so kind of changing your perspective and, you know, adopting what cam and michelle are saying i i think you'll you'll feel better a lot of things if you look at it rather than just like oh all i need is like one person respond and then that's because it is all you need at the end of the day and like you're reaching out to all these different types of people to kind of diversify yourself and like give yourself the most um the, the biggest ability to have success but i think you have to just kind of remind yourself that all it all takes one and that that one kind person that you reach out to and that like you can tell they actually want to help it's going to make all the difference
2: i have definitely had to learn i don't know if the grammar on that was correctly but i have had to learn how to have a thicker skin with putting myself out there and michelle Mm -hmm. knows the story i am about to share um story time last year i sent an email to an entertainment lawyer just, and it was a cold email, you know, and I like kept it short and sweet because that's what I was told to do. Um, and introduced myself and his response was, you know, I can't possibly connect with everyone. I can only connect with those who are like interesting enough. And sadly, you know, like you're just, your email was just not interesting. I wish you all the best, you know, good luck. Um, and oh my God. <laughs> well, funnily enough, like I also had someone else recently, not as bluntly as that, but kind of say like, you know, you're not interesting <laughs> basically, which is funny because these people know nothing about me or my life. Cause I haven't shared that with them because like, why would I just like dump everything out there on the table to them? But the point of the story is every once in a while, you're going to get a bad apple. All right. You're going to get someone that doesn't respond. You're going to get someone that responds, but maybe not in the most polite way. Um, I hold nothing against these people. They're busy. You know, they get a lot of these emails. I get it. Is that how I would respond to a 1L? No, but you know, we learn, we Mm -hmm. now know how I want to be as an, uh, an attorney one day with students reaching out to me, you know, and it's just, learning how to just kind of move forward and figure out, okay, well, the next time I email another entertainment attorney, what did I learn from that experience that I can try and change in the next one? Um, and hopefully it'll work out. Like you said, Matt, all you need is one. That is really like so true.
0: Yeah. And it's funny you talked about like not like sharing too much of your personal like life, which is good because now I can be like, hey my name's Cameron Guess what happened to me today? But like (laughs) I think kind of to jump on that as well. I think it's really important to find a story that you can tell about yourself when people ask, because like, so I'll jump into a story now. So um, in, in undergrad, I took a a theater class with a bunch of kids in my fraternity and like, you know, I, I'm not a theater guy. You know, I, I, I love theater. Like, I've been to theater and stuff, but like, that's just, I'm not, I'm not good at acting. So I fully took, like took this class with the intention of just, you know, just getting my credit and just like, you know, hopefully getting a good grade. And so the first day uh, we sit in a circle and the professor looks at me and he goes, he goes, what, what do you want to do? And I got my, my, I had a heart attack. Like he literally just like stopped me in front of like this theater class. And so I was like, oh, like, you know, like I'm going to law school. He was like, he's like, interesting. You know, one thing that really sticks out to me that you can learn from this class is learn how to tell stories because I was a juror once. And, you know, this, this attorney she was awful. So the other attorney, what the thing they did, well, they told a story and they related to us. And, you know, I think the other attorney, she definitely wasn't awful because she was talking about so many like complex legal concepts, but like the jury people, like, we, we didn't understand. So he was saying that the attorney that kind of like related to them and told a story is like, that's the one that he remembered. And like that little nugget that he, he taught me has stuck with me like to this day, because it is so, so important to like, learn how to tell your story about like who you are and like what you're about and that kind of thing. Cause that's what people listen to and that's what people remember. Um, and like, you know, I may be saying this and you, you're thinking in your head like, oh my God, it's like so hard to tell a story. It's not, it, it's, it can be so short. It's literally just about how you got to where you are today. And everyone has a different way they got there. And like, that's what makes you unique. unique. And that's, what's gonna separate you from all these other people that you can talk about yourself in a, in a not bragging way getting your point across that you know here's who I am here's what I'm about and here's why you're going to remember me.
2: Uh, What is a tangible piece of advice like what is the best piece of advice about networking that someone has given y'all like while we've been in law school that has helped?
0: I think for me it's knowing that the person you're reaching out to is also a human and most likely they were in the same exact shoes as you were so you know, like, like we talked about, there's definitely people like that, maybe are bad apples that won't like reach out. But at the end of the day, they're human. They know exactly what you're doing. And like they had to get to the spot they're at doing the same exact things that you're doing right now. So I think it's really important to kind of just like have that perspective and know that, like, yeah, like if someone doesn't answer, or if it's a weird encounter, like you don't have to talk to them again. But you gotta just focus on get, finding that right person and not being afraid to do that. I, I think that's the big thing for me.
2: I wholeheartedly agree with that. To anyone listening, if you do have like a bad networking experience, just know that like you never have to talk to this person again if you don't want to, even if it's just like a polite like, "Oh, you know, it's I like enjoyed- a bad breakup. <laughs> I enjoyed our time together. Thank you so much." Cuz like you you, you want to be respectful. They did give you time. Um, but yeah, like just brush it off. All good. You know, n- never have to talk to them again. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would say the best piece of advice I could give. I'm not necessarily out here networking daily. I don't really use LinkedIn to cold, like add any attorneys or anything like that. I definitely think I should, but what I'm working on right now is not seeing networking as a sort of like time waster or taker from the attorney and a favor to me and seeing it more like building connections with other people in the legal profession, which I'm going to be in, in about a year and a half. So changing the perspective from this is something that they could do for me into this is somebody that will be a part of my network when I'm a lawyer.
2: I like that a lot.
0: And the way, the way I think about it is like, these are all skills that you're learning now that are going to serve you so well in your, in your future. Like, I, I think it's so important to be able just to talk to all types of people as an attorney, honestly, whatever profession you're doing, it's just important to be able to talk to people because like, that's, that's how, you know, you learn things about people. That's how you learn things from other people. Like it's, it's just so important to, you know, be confident in that regard. And like, you know, just because you might think of yourself as an introverted person does not mean that you can't network. Like look look at Cam for example. Uh, she's classifying herself as an introvert and she is active on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. So, you know, you guys yeah. just it's all about trial and error and like this is the time to kind of work out the kinks.
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah, I um so I think the best piece of advice that I've had about networking actually comes from under Grad and it wasn't even geared towards networking. I was a part of um, a semester-long like student incubator for student venture ideas, and we had to one of our assignments one week was we had to call thirty people. We were on teams of three, and each person had to call thirty people or reach out or whatever to uh, like run your idea by and get their feedback on. And the reason they were like you want to do thirty is because it generally takes up to 30 or more to get one response and that's always been stuck in my head and so it's not so much that I'm like sending out 30 invites every week I'm definitely not doing that um but the way I see it is the more that I write about things that I'm interested the more that I do make meaningful connections and introductions with people who I find that I can connect with or who I find interesting and want to learn from on LinkedIn the more that I just like put it out there at some point I'm going to get that one. Um, and that has proven like true for me since committing to doing that more often. Um, and LinkedIn is just so easy because it's like, it's at your fingertips. You know, I can log on at any time, post anytime, and it's there. I don't necessarily have to go to like a speed networking event or something to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Although those are good too, because, you know, in person can sometimes, I don't know, in some ways it might be easier some ways it might be harder, but
1: yeah. Um, No, that's the benefit that we get from having access to LinkedIn. I think it, had we gone to law school 10 years ago, we wouldn't be able to just network daily. You know, we would have to go to an event to actually be able to network with attorneys and we would be limited to our own region. Yes. And
2: uh, one more thing, I just uh, like, honestly, LinkedIn, I, they should sponsor me because (laughs) I feel like I'm like pushing them on everyone, but it's such a good learning platform when you find lawyers that you do want to learn from, because a lot of them will post about their day-to-day. Like there's a few copyright and entertainment attorneys who post, if not every day, every other day, long, substantive things about what they do, like the tasks they do day to day, cases that they're working on um, or cases that they're watching. And they'll explain, this is my thought process as to why this will work, this won't work, whatever. That is perfect fodder for like sitting down, taking notes and being like this really successful copyright attorney thinks of this on this subject. Hmm, That's probably interesting or something good to know for the future. Um, because more than likely he's not the, he or she is not the only one that's thinking that way, you know, and you don't have to agree with them, you know, like comment on there and say, that's a really good perspective. What about this? And they may answer your question. And that's something you learned outside of class. Like it's such a good platform as well. Not just networking.
1: Yeah. And going back to what Matt said, it's not like we learn much about the practical side of lawyering at law school. Mm No,
0: no. I, I, I also think, like, I don't know if there's any listeners out here that feel, like, kind of similar to me in this regard, but, like, I don't, like, particularly love social media just for, you know, reasons I'm not going to go into. But And so, like, there's times where, like, I honestly don't even want to, like, just go on LinkedIn. And so, like, recently, like, I've been trying to kind of change my perspective on that and kind of look at it as, like, you know, people are posting about their successes and, like, you can... Take note of that, and that's how you can reach out to these people. For example, like it, it'll, something that always bothered me is like when people kind of like overshare like their successes too much, and so that kind of like steered me away from those kind of things. But more recently, I'm thinking about it as wow, people are talking about their successes. You know, I'm gonna congratulate them, and I'm gonna talk about how cool it is that they did this, and that's how I'm gonna reach out to them because they will love to talk about what they just did, and then you you have that mutual ground that I talked about at the beginning to kind of jump into the door and talk to them because like finding out mutual ground can be very hard at times, but I think by changing your perspective on how you see things, I think it could be very useful on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that we could all, and by we could all, I mean me and Matt could strive to be more active on LinkedIn. Like you are Kimber Marie, because I think, Even just seeing, like Matt mentioned, even just seeing our classmates and their endeavors. like
0: It's overwhelming.
1: Yeah. When we're at school, we talk about class and we talk about our assignments, but we don't ever discuss like, oh, well, how how was your internship this summer? How did you feel about it? Did you learn that that was the area you actually wanted to go into? So like going back to the, our classmates, our networking opportunities, like I love going on LinkedIn and seeing that, I saw, for example, shout out to Jacob, one of our classmates, he actually received a clerkship through the Air Force. And I was like, let's go, Jacob. Congratulations on LinkedIn, you know, but I just, it's really cool to see because ultimately we're going to be leaving Elon in a year and a month. And it's important for us to like keep in touch professionally. And LinkedIn is a really good platform for that.
2: And I I do want to add, so like the ironic thing about it is last fall, I went on a complete social media, social media hiatus. I only kept my LinkedIn up because the school told us, keep your LinkedIn up. I deleted Instagram, Facebook, any other thing that I had, except for Pinterest, because Pinterest isn't toxic, (laughs) like most other platforms are. Well, it depends
0: (laughs) what you're looking at. (laughs)
2: Um, I look at like recipes, so (laughs) that's about it. Um, But I, the way... The reason I like rejoined social medias is because if you want it to be better, then make the content you would like to see is the way that I view it. Plus, it's fun. It's a way to stay connected with people, whatever. Um, But LinkedIn, I'm by far most active on that just because it's just, I don't know, for someone who is generally introverted, it's just the easiest way to network. And I've grown to, I don't know, I find it fun. It's a good writing practice and writing is good. So, but I guess the point I wanted to make, sorry, tangent. Um, If you are not super active on LinkedIn, that is okay. Like what Michelle was saying earlier, like you do not have to do this every day. Like you can
0: work behind the scenes
2: work behind the scenes, talk to your professor, set aside a time to go talk to them about things outside of class, you know, like say, okay, today I'm going to talk to two new people at school in my classes and figure out what their names are and what they're interested in. Like that is networking, you know, and that's enough. And even then you don't have to do that every day, but don't feel bad if you're not like super active on social media. Like it's just one way of networking. It's not the only way. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and to kind of go off that like you don't have to be super active because like let's say you're th- you're thinking kind of like how i'm thinking in this regard like when i reach out to attorneys and talk to them like i just direct message them i i never really post about anything that i'm doing or anything that i'm feeling i, I put everything you know on linkedin so that people can see when they come to my profile but i'm not like going out of my way to make posts and like talk about things i'm kind of just like working more or less behind the scenes and like that's just as successful because. You know, I actually got my summer internship from LinkedIn from just reaching out to someone completely random. And like, I, we had a great phone call and like, it worked. So like, there's so many different ways you can go about it. And you don't have like, you know, being super active, 100%, it works. But also you you can be a little bit more, like more of like a little, like a snake. Not, no, not a snake. Snakes are bad. Maybe like a, maybe like a ninja, kind of like yeah. working behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. also with that, I also think, it doesn't have to be on, on LinkedIn. Like you can reach out to these people via email. You can reach out, you can call them. Like there's other ways to do it. It's so, like, let's say you're not oh, on LinkedIn. Instagram. You don't love LinkedIn. Instagram. I'm a
2: mentor on Instagram. The trademark. There we account. go. Yeah.
0: There we go. And I just think the reason we keep going back to LinkedIn is because it's a very practical way to do it, especially in a professional field, because like calling people could be very nerve wracking. And it's kind of hard to get a yes or no response right then and there. And at least this way, like, you know, if they're going to ignore you, like they just don't answer. It's a lot better than maybe getting that kind of email that Kimber got that we won't address again. But anyway, <laughs> okay. um, but yeah. So I, I think there's so many different ways to network. And I think a big takeaway from this conversation we're having is you got to just do it. You got to just like make yourself feel a little uncomfortable and just jump off the deep end because that's the only way you're going to learn. that's the only way that it's, you know, you're actually going to, connect yourself with others and be able to communicate effectively.
2: Yeah. Figure out what your story is and then publish it, put it out there, you know, and just run with it.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's not something that has to happen overnight. Like, you know, we could be saying this, you can be like super overwhelmed. Like we, I get that. We get that. Um, Just take your time with it. Just experience with it. it. Like, like I talked about in the beginning, it's all trial and error and like, you can definitely do this. You know, people, Like I said, they're just humans and everyone was in the same boat.
1: Yeah, agreed. There's multiple different ways to go about networking. And so I think that we assume it's like one way, whether it's in person or whether it's on LinkedIn, but there's even events that the North Carolina Bar Association does for networking. They'll do like monthly networking with a particular person in a field of the law. So like there's really opportunities if you don't feel like you can plan them on your own. We just got an email today about the office of career service services and development um, about a speed networking event. So if you don't feel like you're able to look for these networking opportunities, they're always available to us as law students. Yeah.
0: Really quickly, Michelle, that was a good point you brought up. Your career and student development at whatever school you go to, whatever, even if you're not in law school, whatever professional program you're in, like they are very, very helpful. Their their job is literally to take care of you. And at the end of the day, if you think about it, the more jobs they get students, the better it looks on them. So it's like it's going they're gonna work in unison. Um but yeah, so I think a couple takeaways from this, find your story, jump off the deep end, just kind of do it, don't be afraid reach out to OCSD and just know that they're just a human on the other side and that you know everyone was in a similar boat to what you're going through
1: you only need one yep
0: only need one it's a numbers game but yeah uh that wraps it up from us um thanks for listening today this was uh our episode on networking
1: thanks everyone Bye. bye